Hey friends, welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. We have a heavenly father who is on our side. Isn't that just the greatest news ever? And I am here to help you live into that so that you can daily gather your courage. We are on bonus episode number 10 today, and it is my favorite number, so it's going to be a good one. And I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Today, we are picking up in our chapter eight of Romans at verse 18. And in the past, I've only done two verses at a time, maybe three. Today, we're going to do a bit more than that. We are going to look at verses 18 through 23. Yes, (laughs) there we go, through 23. So let's go ahead and read this. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom of glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Okay, I went a little further. I went through verse 25 there. Let's let's back up. There is a heading in my Bible, and just to point out, headings are added in. (laughs) The original transcripts don't have these headings, don't have verse numbers, things like that. These are things that were added later to help us organize the scriptures so that we can reference and find things and, and make some sense of these letters. In particular, Romans is a letter written by Paul to the church in Rome. Um, So it just helps us make sense. And and the heading in our Bible is present suffering and future glory. And this one itself is a little bit confusing because it talks a lot about creation and, um, you know, how it was subjected to frustration and not because it wanted to, but because of the one who subjected it. And lots of language there that is a little bit odd and maybe a little bit confusing. But If we back up to verse 18, we get a very clear statement that I think we can all wrap our heads around. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And friends, this is like the definition of gathering your courage (laughs) because our present sufferings, the things that we're going through right now, it's not always great, right? The Bible tells us that we will have trials. We live in a broken world. There is evil. There are things that are going to hurt us and not be great. So what do we do with those things? Well, we have these present sufferings, but our mind is not focused on the present sufferings. 
we know that there will be a glorified body, a glorified earth, a calling back of God's children when Jesus returns for us. So we get to um, have this mindset that helps us remember, man, these sufferings are going to be nothing compared to the glory that is in store for us. Verse 19 and 20, again, starts to talk about creation. I'm going to read it again and kind of give my summary of it. It says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Our earth, right, the creation that God created, it wanted to be perfect, but it, it, it is a place of decay, of death, of dying, just like we are because of the sin from, from Adam and Eve. So it was subjected to this, you know, not by choice. It didn't have a say, <laughs> but, but it became this place where there is death, there is dying, there is uh, brokenness and suffering. And it's, it too, it's saying the earth itself, the creation itself is waiting. It's hopeful. It's it's not comparing its sufferings, um, you know, with this glory that we are going to have eventually when Jesus returns. So it's waiting for that day as well. And then verse 22, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. It too is just in this place of oh suffering and heartache and strife and it cannot wait until Jesus comes back for it. Verse 23, not only so, not only is creation doing that, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit, we have the spirit inside us and we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption, for our adoption to sonship the redemption of our bodies. There is um, a finiteness to our earthly bodies here, but our spirit, mm, we get the spirit of God in us, and but we are still in this eager waiting. This isn't our home. Our home will have a new heaven and a new earth, and we will be with Jesus, and there will be no more pain and suffering. And so our our bodies, our, our whole lives are kind of in this weird in-between. Have you ever had that feeling where it's like, man, I know there's something better out there. That's kind of what this verse is referring to. We know there's a better way. We know that this earth sucks sometimes. We know that um, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And that's kind of what that verse is saying. And verse 24, for in this hope, we were saved, Right? This hope that we have, we were saved in that hope. It's, the hope is Jesus. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Oh, that is how we gather our courage. We have not seen our bodies, this earth, 
in the way that it will be one day when Jesus comes back. But we know that it's going to be so, so amazing. And that is our hope. We haven't seen it yet. You can't hope for something you already have. All right. I can't hope for um, a new phone, a a, a phone when I have a phone, right? (laughs) I'm hoping for the new phone. I'm hoping uh, our bodies are hoping for the new our new selves, the new creation when Jesus returns. So we hope for what we haven't seen and we wait patiently. Ooh, that one, that's our last verse. And that's the one I'm not so sure that I'm great at. (laughs) Hope, uh, having hope and waiting patiently in that hope. Yeah, that's the one I need to work on the most. But because I have the hope, I can be here, I can be in this world, not be of the world, and know that the future is bright, that the future is figured out, that my home will one day be with Jesus, and um, I can hope in that, and I can try my hardest to be patient in that. All right, friends, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Sorry we went a little bit longer than normal, but I am super glad that we got to go through these verses. Next week, we will pick up in verse 26, and it's a good one. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.